All right, thanks for joining us here at WagerAger. D-Nice, what's going on, Rager Dutch? Not much, man. How you doing out there in sunny uh, California, boss train? <laughs> it's uh, windy oftentimes in the summer, but uh, doing all right, man. I mean, we're coming off, you know, a pretty close call with our boy, our boy Max. Almost, almost had it at that plus 7,000. Almost had Tringale at plus 16,000. So one of those weekends where if a couple things go our, goes our way, I think the vibe on this podcast is a little bit different. But, you know, all in all, you know, you try to give yourself a Sunday sweat, and I think we were able to do that. We got a bit of a Sunday sweat. We certainly were there. I was tracking it all day Saturday. I was like, eh, maybe we got a shot with Tringale. Tringale almost touched us. Came close. <laughs> but we almost Homa. had a touch by the tricky Tringale. Yeah, and then Homa was right there. Homa missed some putts. Gave us a little bit of, I'm not going to call it a sweat, but I was I was very much intrigued. It took me away from baseball, which is hard to do opening weekend of a major sport. Took me away from that, and the Phillies were fucking losing to the COVID Marlins. It took me away from that <laughs> for a bit, and I was like, we got a shot here, but Thompson prevailed. It was close, though. It was a, a good watch. We were, you know, we were, we were that birdie on 17. Homa had an eight foot pressure on 17. And if he, he hits that, he goes to 17 under and then it was full sweat time because then you're going into the par 518 with momentum thinking, okay, we can get to 18 here. And Mm -hmm. at that time, minus 18 looked like it was at a minimum good for a playoff and maybe an outright because Adam Long was in the clubhouse 17 under and there was no one else. I mean, Tom. Thompson was at 17 under, but had been, you know, not shaky all day, but just sort of solid, not spectacular. So expecting him to birdie two of the last three was probably a pretty aggressive thing to to ask of him. Of course, he went and did it. But, you know, it kind of felt like 18 was going to be good for a playoff at a minimum. And so that that miss on 17, he pushed it right away. I mean, it wasn't even that close. Yeah, but that, that no would have given us a real sweat. I agree. It with was you. There, there huge. Was, there was no shot from the start of that putt either. I mean, it was out and it was done. And right after that, Thompson started throwing darts too. I mean, he, I think he put two inside the flag stick right after that. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, yeah. eh, you win some, you lose some. It wasn't a heartbreaker, but it would have been nice. Yeah, Thompson was throwing it. darts, and I think that had Homa hit that on 17, I know that it wasn't close, but then Thompson started to you know, sweat a little bit as he goes in that par five on 18. And Homa, by the way, had a great birdie look on 18. I know that yeah. you know he, he was two strokes back at that point, I believe, but things could be a lot different. And, I mean, that's, that's where we want to be with a 70-1 to 1 in the mix. And it was close, and we just recapped it. And to be honest with you, it was right there. Yeah, in the last three, four holes. Yeah, and he had he had opportunities all day. I mean, the front nine on Sunday, he was awful. He had a great Saturday. Front nine on Sunday, he was pretty bad. I think he made the turn at, you know, one under for the day, whereas other guys were doing much better than that. So, you know, you, you win some, lose some, of course, and, like, that's golf betting. You're trying to pick a guy to win out of a, a field of 130 to 160 dudes, so it's not easy. But, I mean, a couple of things go our way, and, and Homa was right there. Right there for sure. Hit a couple top 20s also. Tringale, Homa, top 20. Anybody who rode that, good for you. I think we had Tringale, what, plus 460, plus 490, something in that range. That was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, Head-to-heads, we were looking good. Both one and a half units hit before the cut, right? And we ended up uh, actually down because we missed some on Sunday. But what, four and five on head-to-heads, down maybe 0.3 units. It's yeah, not a whitewashing, but, you know, not a bad week. it happens. No, it's certainly not bad. We had guys right there in the mix for an outright for a week that were not going to be profitable. I think that's what I want to see. Agreed. Cool. Anything else on the 3M Open up there in Minnesota? We're going to move on. 
Uh, just one thing for me, EVR. I was yeah, hot on guy. him last podcast. I apologize to anyone who listened to any of my hopeful gut feel on that one. That, I don't man, know. The numbers, awesome. the numbers supported him too. He, uh, I think it was very clear after the fact that he had no interest in staying with his in-laws for four days, and that was a mistake <laughs> yeah. by us. Hey, exactly. We should have recognized <laughs> it that. It got to him. It got to him. He was like, get me the fuck out of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, how, how embarrassing. We weren't the only ones on EVR. I saw a lot no. of people out there that liked EVR. The metrics were there. Model told us so. And uh, the model, you know, didn't incorporate the, you know, hectic life with the in-laws always. So, <laughs> agreed. You know, agreed. Clearly COVID not. life with the in-laws is, you know, <laughs> can be a certain time. <laughs> he so. couldn't live up to the Lehman Award, but our boy did make the cut. So. The Lehman Award. Did Lehman, uh, Lehman, I know he didn't make the cut, but he, did he finish under par in the first round? No, I think he did make the cut, didn't he? Did he but make like, the cut? I think he finished dead last at the end of it. That old bastard. Okay. Maybe well, not. We'll fact good check for him. Later. Good for him. Yeah, who cares? All right, so we're moving on. <laughs> 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 moving on to World Golf Championships. Is that what we're doing this week, Dutch? Yes, sir. We have one of our mini majors, I guess. The, you know, the World Golf Championship. It's a grouping of four annual events. What it basically boils down to is you take the best 75, 78 players at the current time and they're playing together against each other this one's a stroke play format one of the four is a match play but we're not going to get into that because that's not for a while so, wait wait what the hell is stroke play so stroke play <laughs> is something that we're all used to um yeah. we see it every week <laughs> it's actually just regular golf you're playing for strokes okay. match play you would be playing for holes so the winner of the hole gets the point all right, so it's Brooks, nothing different. Playing. It's just a terminology that I'm not familiar with, and I have yeah. the maturity of a 16-year-old. All right, go the on. The only time we talk about stroke play is when match play or a modified format, something like the Barracuda that we'll talk about later, uh, comes it. into play. Okay. But this is Sorry a stroke play format, and there's no cut. So that's really the only interesting thing. You're going to see mm. 75 dudes duking it out, and yeah, they're not going to cut. They're going to be playing all weekend. Interesting. How many tournaments out there don't have cuts? I'm putting you on the spot, but is this, this like is a one of, a, like this one is and one only? Of the few. So okay. like the, the four annual WGC events won't have cuts, and then what? There might be one other tournament, like some sort of championship. Austria, the last, know? the last two tournaments of the FedEx Cup playoffs, right? There's a field of seventy, and then the final tournament's only thirty, so those don't have cuts. But otherwise, yeah, it's the it's the WGCs. Yeah. Solid knowledge. Okay, good yeah. stuff. And then last question before I cut you off again. I'll, I'll cut you off again at some point. You said top 75 to 80. Do you get penalized if you're in the top 75 and don't show up? Or how does that work? I know. So you, you qualify. Basically, I mean, the actual qualifying for this specific tournament, it's either the players who were on the Riders Cup or the President's Cup, whichever was last. So those players automatically make it. The top 50 ranked on the official world golf ranking automatically make it, but they have to be in that ranking the two weeks prior. Okay. And then there's some like tournaments that you can win worldwide that'll qualify you as well. But no, you don't get penalized if you don't play. It just gives an opportunity for another guy a little further down the list to get a shot. Good deal. Good deal. These are big money events. So you want to play in these events. You want to be in it. Tiger's not in it, right? No, not no, this he's year. Chilling. Okay. Yeah. Chilling, chilling until the major in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, that being said, this is the World Golf Championship, but this is the FedEx St. Jude Invitational that we're going to see this week. This one's being hosted at another TPC course, TPC Southwind, which is in Memphis, Tennessee. That makes sense because FedEx is headquarters in Memphis, Tennessee, and it's the FedEx St. Jude 
you know, did not know that. Didn't know that they were down in Tennessee. Mm. So yeah, that's uh, their main headquarters, and that's why they're the main title sponsor. This course opened in 1988, but it was renovated in 2004 by Ron Pritchard. And Ron Pritchard is a course architect who follows the path of Donald Ross. So you see old style golf courses. Typically, Ron a TPC is yeah, big old Ron Pritch. He was also helped by Fuzzy Zoller, which, I mean, that's a fun name, too. What? And uh, Hubert Green for this course. Mm, okay, they, they sound like Muppets characters, but... There you okay. go. Yeah, so legendary golfers, legendary architect, guy who studied Donald Ross, Tillinghast, all of these, like, famous old-school Scottish designers. So you're going to see an intricate course as opposed to, like, a big Bombers stadium course. We're going to incorporate 94 bunkers and 10 water hazards this week. So we'll see some balls getting wet and definitely some Sandy Hasselhoffs going on. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, you know, my last favorite topic, you guys always know it. It's grass, baby. Let's talk grass. We've got a new grass coming out and this one is a fun one. We have some Zoiza Matrella on this course. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the T's and fairways are Zoiza, which just means it's like basically a grass that's made for turf it it basically forms a carpet it looks beautiful and it's fantastic to walk on which is why i do want to put it in my backyard someday but other than the zoiza which are super super luscious and delicious we're going to be seeing bermuda grass on the greens so we went from the bent grass last week back to bermuda not as bad as the po for people but it will have some grain to it you will see putts shifting over the course of the round so day putts will be different than the afternoon putts Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm currently looking at, uh, I'm Googling Google images, Zoiza grass, and this is fucking beautiful. Oh yeah. It's thick. It is thick. Oh wow. Okay. Look at that. Zoiza. Okay. Not too many uh, courses have Zoiza. It is a golf course kind of grass, but not too many U.S. courses have it. It's uh, mostly overseas. Very good to Australia, know. Australia, Asian tour, that kind of stuff. Zoiza looking nice. Okay. Okay. Good course preview. Anything else to inform us about, or is that about it? I mean, that's about as much as you can get with these, these uh, TPC courses. The only other thing that's cool is you'll see a somewhat similar hole to the Island green that we all love to watch at Sawgrass. Number 11 at this course is like a mini version of that Island green. So fun to watch out for. Got it. Got it. Good stuff. New type of grass. I think it's time to get into odds. Should we get into odds, Vostrain? I could go down the list, the the top 10 to 12, and then we'll go into what you like. I always have Bookmaker and FanDuel up because I consider it, honestly, I consider Bookmaker sharp, and I consider FanDuel the opposite of sharp, and they don't move their lines. (laughs) So I'm going to read off these lines. There's already a disparity at the top. John Rahm is 8-1 to at Bookmaker, 10-1 to at FanDuel. For the rest of this, I'm just going to go down FanDuel. We'll touch on bookmaker lines probably as as you're talking through it as well in terms of what you like. But John Rahm, 10 to 1. JT and Rory both at 12 to 1. Bryson, 14 to 1, coming off that missed cut a couple weeks ago, right? He'll, he'll probably yell at some people this weekend missing our fucking cut, that fucker. Patrick Cantlay, 20 to 1. Webb Simpson, 22. X-Man, 22. I like X-Man. I think Train might also. Morikawa, 25 to 1. Berger, there he is, 28 to 1. Matsuyama, 30. Hatton, 30. Our boy, our young boy, Hovland, 30 to 1. Kepka showing up at 31 to 1. And then on Bookmaker, I'm curious what Kepka is on Bookmaker. Train, you might have this in the 30, back here. 3342. Okay, so not too much disparity there. And the lines, honestly, I did trash Vandal for not having lines in sync. They're actually kind of in sync this week. 1825 on X. Bryson's actually 1058 
Oh, wow. So there is some disparity there. 14 to one versus 1058 on bookmaker. Okay. This is one of those tournaments that where you're going to see all of the top guys in here. So I would think from a Vegas standpoint, it'd probably be a little bit easier to set the sharp line, right? hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, and that's actually a perfect segue because from a fan standpoint, the WGC events are awesome. You know, mm-hmm. they're like a major, you get everybody in the field, you get to watch the best players dueling. You know, last year at this tournament, it was like Brooks against Rory and then Rory fell off and Bryce in charge. So, I mean, you get to see the best players going head to head from a betting standpoint. It is very challenging because the books will basically always, you know, compress odds on, on so, sort of those top guys, right? Cause they don't want to take a huge exposure on a Rory or a Bryson or a Justin and get caught, you know, posting like a 20 to one number like they did with Rom, which now in hindsight feels like uh, a big miss on our part. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, those odds are always going to be pretty compressed. And so when you get all those guys in the field, you know, the probability of one of them winning is pretty high. And the probability of a guy in the call it, you know, 30 to 60 range is much lower. So they're challenging tournaments to bet on. Now, having said that, I do think there is some value in this tournament. And I think the best place to start is with our favorite, well, one of our favorites, the X-Man, Xander Shoffley. And I think he is, you know, we talked about it the last time we bet him at the Memorial And he has just been like so close to putting it all together. He's basically gone three straight tournaments where he just had one shit round and all other three rounds, awesome super elite in at the memorial for example he gained seven strokes off the tee 4.6 on approach but lost five putting so massive negative variance putting and finished 13th so you know you kind of think about and you're like all right he had a more average putting week i mean he's probably finishing second in that tournament to rom i mean rom was just outstanding but i mean that's sort of the level that he's playing at right now he finished 14th at the workday 20th at the travelers and each time it was really one round keeping him off and, and what i really like about him on this course is you know basically you need to do everything well at a wgc the courses are designed to be hard they're not mm-hmm. going to you know some someone's not going to win this tournament at you know 20 under like we've seen in recent weeks and he kind of fits that profile i mean he puts himself in good positions to score but you know irons are solid off the tee game is great he's good on long par fours his proximity numbers are awesome on approach so he's going to give himself opportunities to score on the limited chances that one has at a course like this and he's you know generally pretty good at avoiding mistakes and if he can just put it together for four rounds which i mean we know he's certainly capable of i think we got him at you know plus 2404 he's now at like plus 18 on bookmaker i think he said plus 22 i have his true value around like plus 16 20 so i mean i think you know there's certainly value there i have him as actually the third most likely in the field to win wow third most likely and on fandle he's call it tied for sixth 22 to one on fandle right now like you said vos trained down to 18 or so on bookmaker so there's clv that we already got on him I'm a big X fan. We've been on him. We're going to be on him on matchups, I'm sure, too, which another shameless plug. Once matchups do come out, follow us and then check us out. Twitter, wager underscore rager. All the matchup bets are going to be there as well as our official card. But let's go X-Man. Yeah, yeah. And matchups have been matchups have been pretty fire. I mean, last week, notwithstanding where we had a very, very small loss, 0.3 units. I mean, the last few weeks we've been generating multiple units on the matchups. 100% have in the 1.5 unit bets. Vos train have been on point. I need to fact check, but I think we're three and zero, four and zero, and 1.5 unit baggers in the past uh, few weeks here. It might even be better, like five and one or something like that. And it was certainly two and zero last week. So 1.5 units, they've been the truth. We could stack those. 
stack those up. <laughs> Absolutely. And then I think, you know, sort of building a card in these type of tournaments is a challenge, right? Because you can't just, you know, you can't just go to the top and, and even those, those guys have the, the highest probability of winning. So I think, you know, we have a pretty, we have a smaller card this week. And I think the next guy on the list is, is probably a terrible person to bet on, but the numbers continue to support him. And that is our friend Hideki, who was so miserable, so, so miserable. Really selling him really hard right here. <laughs> hard sell. He hard lost. sell on this. He lost everywhere at the Memorial. I, I remember this because we were very excited about him on the podcast. And he yeah, we was were. out of it, out of it almost immediately. He lost 5.6 strokes putting over two rounds. That's impressive. Yeah. He lost 2.1 strokes off the tee. Not great. But, you know, you look at sort of his more historical track record and he is a an iron wizard and he's actually the best in the field on proximity, which is basically, you know, putting, putting your approach within, you know, very close range of the hole. So, I mean, he can absolutely give himself opportunities if the putting can just be okay, which I know is what we say about Hideki every week. I know, Um, but it's going to happen eventually. He's going to have an okay week putting. Yeah. I mean, and look, you know, and and that seems like, you know, we're kind of just banging our head against the wall, but you look at like Morikawa, right. Who's kind of the same player in a lot of ways, a slightly better putter, but not a great putter put it together. Right. And then what happens? He goes and wins a tournament. So, you know, if you can just get your, your flat stick to just be average in a tournament, when you're someone like Hideki, you're going to be right near the top. And he's, he's one of those guys who could absolutely win despite not being, you know, one of those sort of like top four or five favorites. So if we got him, I think at 30 to one, that's a pretty nice play right there. I would take him into the, you know, call it 2300, 2400 level. Okay. I have felt like I'm banging my head against the wall with Matsuyama. I'm going to <laughs> probably give you a little bit of information that may go the other way and it may, you know, check out to be a better number tomorrow or worse, depending how you're thinking of it. But Matsuyama's up to, what is it? 32.52 at Bookmaker. So it's, it's actually, you can get a better line at Bookmaker than FanDuel right now. But honestly, some of these things switch around. We see trends where certain guys get pounded on Monday, Tuesday. Rom got pounded and rightfully so a couple weeks ago, but then on Wednesday it comes right back. So that's not to say that Matsuyama is not going to end up in like a 28, 25 to one range on bookmaker. I just need him to hit some putts, man. <laughs> any putts. Just, any, you just need him get them all putts. together at once. You know, it, it's tough with Matsu because like, like we've all been saying, we're banging our heads against the wall with him, but he's a guy that if he does just do the putting well, I mean, we're going to win with him. There's plenty of other guys in the field where we could bang our heads against the wall all season long, and they need to fix putting, approach, a couple things. And they're never going to put that together in time for us to win on them. Matsu's just like right at the door. He continues to knock. Yep. We just need him to walk the fuck in, right? Yep. Absolutely. He's, yep. he's close. And, and, you know, he's had, I think this season, he's had like six top five finishes. So, I mean, he has the ability. He just has to put it together with the flat stick and just be okay. Just don't lose strokes there. Exactly. Just give just, us even, even strokes. Exactly. Mediocre's fine. <laughs> and just yes. play the rest of your game because this guy is elite. I know that I've only been talking to guys about golf and doing this podcast for, this might be eight weeks. We'll, we'll hit the 10 podcast mark soon. Yeah, but I know a, what this milestone. guy, <laughs> we might make it a double digits. Although right when we're supposed to get to 10 is when I'm going to be on vacation in the Outer Banks. So who knows if I'm going to be there for that one. You guys do it on your own. 
or you can bring in some other Joe Schmo from the street to do a better job than I do anyways. But You're going to have to be a part of the 10th celebration. I'm, sorry. I'm going to be part of it. There's only so much family time that I can take. I mean, you put me I'm in sorry. house with my Your family in COVID times. I mean, yeah, like I, I love my family and all, but there's going to be some time to get away. And there's going to be so many sports that they're going to want me the hell out of that house as I'm looking and betting on hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs, baseball, golf. I mean, God willing, we have baseball still. So, all right, Matsuyama, 31. I'm honestly not going to take him top 20 this week. I'm just going to no. say all, all or nothing with Matsuyama. Agreed. 31. Like that play. 31 shopping around. Matsu. Yeah, 30 to 1. And then, you know, I don't want to talk about, you know, every guy on our card because it, it's really, you know, we have a couple flyers and you'll see them on our full card. And that's, you know, mostly for fun, including our boy Max. But I mean, I think the other guy that I legitimately think has a lot of value and could win the tournament is our good friend, Victor Hovland. Eighth in the field on approach, fifth off the tee, fourth in ball striking, puts um, 11th in opportunities gained, 14th in birdies or better gains. So, I mean, pretty solid all the way around. He's he's one of those guys that's not great around the green. And so he's going to have to be precise, but his, his proximity numbers have been really good. So, as you know, as long as he's not putting himself in bad positions around the hole, he's a guy who can obviously score and when his putter is is just okay you know kind of similar to Morikawa he has winning upside at 30 to 1 he's now at 32 to 1 on bookmaker I'm sure that will that will narrow a bit he's a guy who I think has a legitimate chance to win and and similar to Matsu I have him you know basically sort of mid-20s as fair value this is a, a great stage for Hovland to break through on as well I mean these world golf championships are meant for the best golfers in the world to play each other and you always see these shining stars emerge from these tournaments. I mean, we saw Brooks Kepka win it last year. Obviously, he wasn't an emerging star at the time. But, you know, it, it, this just feels like a, the kind of tournament that a guy like Victor could win and take it. And, and I'd love to see him win it, to be honest. Him and his old young face. I, I, I want to see him hoist the Gary Player trophy. For the cup. Can you imagine how smiley he'd be if he won? That guy smiles when he like hits the ball yeah. 18 feet over the hole. He is very happy, which is awesome. And, yeah. And he does kind of look like a young guy, but then sometimes you look at him and you're like, oh, he kind of looks old also. Like, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It's kind of like a Picasso painting. I'm like, what am I looking at here? It's playing, <laughs> it's playing games on you. As long as he comes up and hits uh, something for us, then I'll like it. Hovland's been really good lately. Hovland yep. was on a streak of, like, top 20s, I know. He finished third in what tournament was that? You know, not thinking straight right that now. Is. But he, he came in third, I want to say, a couple weeks back. That's when Workday Charity, right? When yeah, he hits, sure. When we hit that third. 35 to 1 or 30 to 1. I like it. Hovland, I'm sure he's going to appear in some matchup bets also. Absolutely. Good good young kid. He's what, 25 or so? Max? Younger. Yeah, yeah. Younger. Max. Yeah. Okay. He's like 20, 22, 21, 22. Okay. Yeah, last year was his first year on the tour, right? Mm-hmm. As a pro. I think. Wow. So real young. This would be a good time to come out, win a tournament, top 20. I don't know if there's any value here. Plus 110 for Hovland. I'm probably just going to take him out, right? But I yeah. fully expect him to hit a top 20 again. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's, what, it's what he does. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I don't think we need to talk about the rest of our field. Maybe we spend a few minutes talking about the uh, the CUDA. The CUDA? Uh, yeah. The Barracuda? <laughs> what, wait, one thing. Before we move on to the CUDA, which I love that name, I, I'm, I'm just going to say for the first round leaders, this is a tournament, the World Golf Championship, where I stay away from first round leaders. It, oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, it, it's, it's a crapshoot at the top on the first day. It's just whoever's feeling it, really. Yeah, we didn't talk about first-round leaders. We talked about it a little bit last week. You were on a hot streak. I mean, a great hot streak. And then we started posting first-round yeah, leaders for the first course. time. And, of course, first time you post, you're not going to hit it. Thumb. 
Yeah, yeah, take the thump. We'll skip first round leaders this week. We'll get to first round leaders next week. Next week isn't PGA Championship already, is it? So it PGA. Is. Oh, yeah. is it already? Damn. Okay. We wow. will take first round leaders from majors. So we'll have a big, big card, and we'll get this podcast out probably a day earlier. Also. Sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hopefully. On to the CUDA. CUDA time. <laughs> so this is an interesting one here. I, I'll give you guys a quick little breakdown, and then we can just talk some odds because this is a tough one. It's a smaller tournament. The purse is only 3.5 million. The field is obviously diminished because the best players are at the WGC. This is typically held in Reno, Nevada at Montreal Golf Course, which is awesome. I mean, I would rather go to Reno, but it's now at Tahoe Mountain Club. First year on the track, 7,300 yard Jack Nicholas course. It is long it is at 6,000 feet above sea level, so elevation will change ball flight a little bit, uh, and people will have to compensate for that with shot selection and club selection. But other than that, it's, you know, it's a scoring course. You have three par fives, and you have three drivable par fours where you can potentially score, which plays well to the format that we're going to see this week. We're going to see a modified Stableford match, which is interesting, as you guys both know. We're usually looking for the lowest score to win. This week, we want the highest positive score to win. So with a modified Stableford, you get points based off of what hole score you finish at. Mm. For an Eagle, you get five points. A Birdie, you get three points. Par, you get zero points. And then we get into trouble. <laughs> if you go to bogey, you get minus one. And double bogey or above, it's minus three points. So, uh, so if you shoot a 10 spot, you just pick up... It's or, minus so, three, yeah. So you can't. So you just pick up the ball at a certain point and say, fuck it. Because it's yeah, the same score? Basically. Okay. It's, yeah. uh, I mean, you're just finished. wasting your time out there. Just just take your negative three and move on to the goddamn next hole. It's exactly. basically what I'd if say you, if I was out there. And that's what they do. If you go to double, they pick up. I mean, okay. Because there's the same score afterwards. Got so it. you're looking for guys that obviously are going to go for those par fours, those drivable par fours. You want a guy who can reach those because eagles are worth five points. But generally speaking, you just want a guy who's going to play a lot of birdie shots, take a lot more risks. And this is a course that will reward risk. But again, just like all the other Jack courses that we see, if you take the risk and miss, you're fucked. Okay. So, okay. Enjoy. What kind of players play in this? So you said that the top 75, 80 play in the other one. Are these players that are like barely on the tour? Or just, no. You know, no, just no. some middle of the pack players that were in the yeah. 3M Open maybe? Well, yeah, because you think of the top 75 players in the world as opposed to just the PGA Tour. So you're still going to see a lot of the same PGA names just not the guys that are in the top 50 in the U.S. rankings or top 25. That makes sense. And there's some names from last week. Henley, Moore, Grillo. Is it Grillo or Grillo? I mean, Grillo. The, is the Grillo. <laughs> Latin, Latin, what, do you, what would you call it? Latin consultant here? You, Latin consultant. That's up to you. I've heard people on TV call him Grillo. I'm like, I don't know if that's what he goes by, but Grillo. Okay, Norin, Steele. So Gooch, all guys that we were, you know, some that we had some wagers on last week. Yeah. In, uh, okay, at the 3M. Got it. Good the winner stuff. of last year's was Colin Morikawa. So we're thinking of guys on the come up and guys that are kind of middle of the pack. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. So different format, two tournaments in one weekend. Is this the only time that we really see that? Like, are there any other weekends where you see something like this? Where I think with these, world, yeah. with these world golf championships, they typically have a smaller tournament as well with them. That's right. So there's something Always for everybody the WGCs, else Yeah. Because they don't want to, I mean, you, this is their job too, right? So their earning potential is tied to if they can play. Yeah. So they give them some money. Got to make some money somehow this weekend. Double Speaking the pleasure, money, double the, the fun, double the fun, double tournaments. 
Speaking exactly. of, I cut you off there. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. No, that was my fault. I interrupted quickly. The money for me, again, is in the grass. We're back to Poe on this course as well. So we'll see some Poe. interesting Ooh. slow Poe and some probably tricky putts on this course. Ooh, okay. So not best golfers in the world with tricky putts. That could get a little ugly. Yeah, and big undulating like Jack Nicholas greens, which usually have crazy valleys and slopes to them. Uh, Seems like maybe fronts. these guys shouldn't be playing here. Like there, there's going to be a lot of guys picking up their balls after they get that bogey, the minus three <laughs> score. Like, ah, fuck this. <laughs> it could be a fun <laughs> match to watch, but they don't air it until like seven o'clock at night. It, yeah, which to me, is like, yeah, like you're already going to know the results. So it's like, why are you watching? Yeah, it's literally zero people are going to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But people are going to bet on it. So that's where we get into betting. I'm not even going to list what the lines are because a lot of these names, I'm not going to say that they're not names that are not important because we were betting on some of these names last week, but I'm not going to go down the whole list because we already did that. So yeah. for to save time, we're just going to go to Vostrain and what he likes for the Barracuda. Yeah. So, I mean, as, as Dutch said, like there's not a lot of data on the course. And I think he did a good job sort of breaking down the the general, you know, the general game that will succeed here. You're going to have to be long. You're going to have to take risk. And so we, we kind of tried to target those particular guys. And I think it's important to note that in, in this type of scoring, right, you're absolutely compensated for attacking pins, right? Like Eagles plus five, double bogey or worse, minus three birdie plus three bogey minus one so you're incentivized to go for it and so we kind of tried to target the guys that kind of have that type of game and so you know someone that we really like i think is is sammy burns plus 2600 second in the field and birdies are better gained uh or sorry birdies gained ninth in eagles gained solid on approach oh, really i like good this off the tee. i like this really already. good off the tee yep Yep, yep. We're going after the gunslingers. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's who we're going after. Sammy Burns, man. You can just see him having a pistol on his side, just like trying to freaking just ping Snipe that. Snipe it off. Pick it yeah, off. Like, Sammy it and tombstone. Yeah. Burns. <laughs> and so, uh, so Burnsy we like. And then, honestly, maybe – I should never say anything at the CUDA is my favorite bet of the week, but Chesson Hadley at plus 9,000 is absurd value. Chesson Hadley really? is not a great golfer. He mm. has a lot of weakness in his game, but in a weaker field where you're incentivized to go for it, he is the type of guy who can score. He is number one in the field in birdies are better gained over really? the time we use for modeling. Yup. And 25th in Eagles, which is, you know, you know, not elite, but very solid. And so he is a guy who's going to try to score his fourth in approach, 24th off the tee, and second in par fives gain. So he is a scorer. He will make mistakes, but you're just not really punished for mistakes here. You know, he's the type of guy who may have a, yeah. you know, drop a snowman on a par three like our boy Casey. But it doesn't matter. Minus three. Yeah, just take your negative matter. three and move on. Like you just okay, hit exactly. it to like, yeah, just hit into the water. doesn't matter. All right, move on. I'll take my loss. Yep. Next hole, you birdie it, you're even, right? Yeah, so this is go. how insane the scoring is, right? So you got to go for it. And he's the type of guy that goes for it. I like this a lot. And to be honest with you, the more that we're talking about this, I like this scoring format. I wish that there was more of these tournaments. That's I wish that there was more because it really rewards those risk takers. Like Which is also Absolutely. – Given all those stats we just said about Hadley, that's that's also why I would take him as a guy for like a first round leader. Yeah, I think we're gonna do that. Hadley seventy to one on Bookmaker, eighty to one. I want to say on yeah, Fanduel eighty to one. Okay, you might be able to shop it around and get some varying prices. I mean, there's so many books out there, especially with the long shots. You might go to one book, guys, and see a seventy one. 
you might go to another book and see like a hundred to one. It's yeah. It's I can't believe place. I can't believe FanDuel moved a line on us. Plus nine thousand. <laughs> There's a first time for everything. <laughs> they moved a line. That's yeah. That's wild. They never FanDuel, do. FanDuel. It's um, a sharp book now. <laughs> Sharpest of the sharp going there. Oh, I'm 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 trying to find Hadley's uh, first round leader line, but I just stumbled upon Charlie Hoffman's at plus five thousand. I kind of like that. Well, let's talk about Chucky Hoffman because he yeah, is that's... someone on our card as well. Yeah, he's a gunslinger uh, too. He is uh, yeah. the absolute gunslinger. Seventh in the field on birdies gained, 16th in approach, 13th on eagles gained, 7th in par 5. So these are kind of the metrics we're really zeroing in on. Was absolutely awful last week. He was on our, he was on our card and did not come <laughs> through for us, both in a matchup and a, an outright. But, you know, I mean, he's, he's the type of guy who can score on this course. Last week was an absolute disaster. He lost basically in every facet of the game, but he's a pretty consistent guy in approach generally. And he, um, he can get really hot on the greens. He had a tournament a couple weeks ago where he gained six strokes. So that's what you need in this tournament. You're going to have to be really good with the flat stick because scoring is um, really, really critical in this type of format. Yeah. Let's do it with him. I'm looking through some other books. A lot of books don't offer the Barracuda. It's disappointing. They're going to offer like table tennis and some Russian league that I'm looking at here. Like, why would you offer these and not have like professional golfers, like guys that were in the mix in the 3M Open? Just put together some odds. Jesus I would say, I'm with you. I'm I would say you. look around too, because I, I noticed that in the beginning too, that like I was looking on Bovada first and they didn't have any Barracuda. And then I just went back on it before today talking to you guys. And then they had Barracuda listed at the top, and I couldn't find anything for the WGC. So, oh, really? They, they kind of like flip and flop around a little bit here. Yeah, like Foxbet doesn't have the Barracuda, but they have all these offerings and some noise that just popped up on my phone. But like, like <laughs> you can get like a sign-up bonus and this and that. And if you bet on the Lakers and LeBron to have over amount of points, because I guess <laughs> NBA is coming back. So not a sharp book. They don't have the Barracuda. But I digress. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Back to I, anybody that we like. I will say, while you were digressing, I found that first round leader line on Chesson Hadley. So thank you. Um, and it's plus 6,600. So 66 in, to one. And sure. Yeah. Let's Why do not? It. That's a Why good not? flyer. Yeah, six six to one. He takes risks. I like Absolutely. it. I like it. In yeah, sports books. Yeah, he offer could, this more. He could be minus nine after his first three holes, but then he'll go birdie, 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 and he's back to even. Exactly. Boom, boom, boom. I might want to watch this somehow, even though it won't be on TV, especially with nope. everything with it will hockey be. and everything. Night. A tape delay, which they'll probably like. You guys know nobody's watching this with NBA starting. I mean, NBA starts up Thursday night. Yeah, and then with hockey starting i know that you know hockey isn't big but people have been deprived of their hockey and you put on any kind of playoff right there immediately and people want to watch it in the bubble so okay. i should stop talking about though that though because it's a golf podcast and we want to promote our <laughs> golf content but there are other sports that really well hey if you COVID hate times if you hate basketball and you hate golf or i mean hate no who hates golf no one if you hate hockey and no. you hate basketball this is going to start at the same time as you know the basketball on thursday well, actually later because basketball starts all day. So 7 yeah. o'clock primetime basketball viewing is when golf's on if you want to switch the channel. Yeah, to be honest with you, I have no idea what the fuck you just said. But what I do know... <laughs> yeah, definitely editing that out. But no, 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 no. <laughs> definitely keep that in. Because there's many things that I say that are just... just I almost said a word that I shouldn't say. <laughs> there are many things that I say just, just don't make a lot of sense at all. I mean, just keep that in. And I forget where I was going with this. But... I do want to watch some of this. Yes. There's a lot of things going on this weekend. I'm excited. And how I'll leave this is if you don't want to watch this, just bet on it and watch LeBron and the Lakers and Embiid exactly. and the Sixers, although he'll probably get hurt. Watch it. 
and just bet on this and check in on it every now and then. We'll have updates on our Twitter, wager underscore rager. We do a pretty good job of posting everything. And something that I want to mention also is that for our individual accounts, follow us for, you know, just commentary. The wager underscore rager account is where we post all of the content and bets because I don't want people going to one account and being like, where's the bets? Like, I just want it there. I pin the latest bets. That way it's just easy to scroll through. So I'm not going to waste people's time with retweets and everything. That's what that Twitter account is for. And then all of our other accounts, you can find them and follow us. So yeah. that's all I have to say. Yes. Yeah, so what we're going to do is dumb it down and put it all in one place for everybody. That's what so I want to do. don't have to worry. That's you know what, what else we're going to do? You know what else we're going to do? I just realized what we're going to do as well. Hit both outrights? We're going to, yep, yep. <laughs> we're going to take an X and a Hadley parlay for what I presume is a payout that books will never honor. <laughs> Can we parlay it? Yeah. I'm going to try it. it. <laughs> parlay it and bankrupt a book. <laughs> just bankrupt Foxbet. Oh, I love this idea. Yeah. I like it. Fox bet, put Barracuda out there. But yeah, double the pleasure, double the fun. I'm excited. Any closing thoughts you guys have? No, don't. I, th- don't I think we just said it all. <laughs> just follow our accounts. We're clearly running out of steam here. Wager underscore Rager, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We'll start posting some more videos. We have baseball. We posted a baseball bet last night. I went to bed. The Reds almost won the goddamn game. <laughs> and uh, didn't didn't win the bet that I like because John Lester yeah. threw a two hour rain delay came out threw a no hitter through five and then they pulled him I I can't I can't grasp baseball right now with how long starters are gonna go yeah. I mean it seems like these older guys and even some of the younger guys get pulled after five even in a no hitter so baseball is fun to watch and it's fun to you know figure out when teams are playing because there's teams just skipping games right now and yeah <laughs> seriously just like nah we're not gonna play sorry it is a shit show so well. Hopefully none of our golfers do that this week and hopefully they all uh, get through the top 10 and one of them actually one of them wins each tournament. Double outrights is what we're searching for. Double Vos the train. pleasure as you said so eloquently. Double the pleasure, double the fun, double trouble. Vos train in Dutch, I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Later Thanks. boys. Talk soon. Good luck.